Welcome to the Nail Room. I'm Sarah. Grab a cuppa, stick your feet up, let's have a chat. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm sat in my salon. Well, what used to be my salon. It's looking a bit bare now. I've just started um, swatching all of my gels. So I've taken them off of the unit that's behind me, the wall unit. And I've spent the last week, just like every time I've got a spare hour or two, just sat swatching. And I've put them into my Rue Beauty case ready for the starting in the new salon in August. But the thing is, <clears throat> after doing this, I've realized two things. One, I just got a delivery of new gels in all different colors. And now I've swatched 99% of the colors I already had and put them in, like this is so OCD. I've put them in color order on my swatch sticks and labeled them. And then I've got them in the same order in the cases, the gel cases. So if I go to the beginning of the orange, I know that when I open the case, the first orange is the first orange on the swatch um, ring. However, now I've just had a delivery of some more gels and they're all from all over the colour wheel. So if I filled one of my gel boxes, like my little storage things, I just hit my lamp, and then I get another orange, I have to move them all to fit that one in where it belongs. This is gonna be a nightmare. I'm beginning to wish I hadn't done this. Um, because actually I don't need to take them all to the salon because people tell me what they're having before they come in. My kit is too huge to take everything. So technically I could have just swatched them, put them back on the wall and then take, when somebody says I'm gonna want oranges or I'm going to want pinks, I could have just taken all my pinks or all my oranges. Oh God, this is just, this is how my brain works. Oh. Okay, welcome to this week's podcast, everybody. <laughs> this is a good one. This week, I've got two things to discuss with you. Um, the first is to do with how do we deal with complaints after finishing um, a service? And this was suggested by uh, Domine, I think is how we pronounce her name, or Domine, Domine, it's beautiful. She see a profile picture, her hair is sickening. Um, and she was saying, you know, what do, how do we handle this situation when you finish a service and then you get a complaint? Um, and when you're new, this can really knock your confidence. How do you deal with it? Um, and there's loads of different kind of ways complaints can pop up. So we're gonna talk about that. And then also we've got a bonus part today. We have a dilemma to solve collectively as the Nail Room podcast community. One of our listeners who is remaining anonymous has a pretty raw dilemma. And this person has asked me to put this forward to you guys. And then we're going to discuss next week. Okay. So towards the end of this podcast, I'll explain all and then we'll discuss, we'll collate the results during the week. I will discuss it with this person and then we will discuss it in next week's podcast and go through all the advice and stuff like that. 
So, complaints and issues with services. I think first of all, it is really important that throughout the service we check multiple times if your client is happy. Um, so they've chosen their design, you sit down, you do your, I mean, I do a consultation through a form online so that I know what they want. I also get them to send a picture of their nails beforehand and a picture of the design they would like. So that way I can inform them way before if their desired outcome is unrealistic. So for example, if they've got short bitten nails but they want long stilettos that are really long and, and heavy, um, I need to let them know their nails are not gonna look like that. Or if they have got a budget of 45 pounds, but what they want is a set of nails that would cost 80 pounds, I don't know. You've got to let them know, you want this, this exact design, it's going to cost this much and it's going to take this long so please don't expect it to be done in an hour and a half um, you need to be realistic we we do get uh, I get it as well that urge to be accommodating and that kind of can-do attitude yeah I can do that yeah no problem I can do that absolutely no problem I can do that and it will wear you down and your quality of work will suffer so um, first of all before your client has even sat in your chair, you need to know what they're going to want. Unless you take walk-ins, which I don't, um, unless it's, I suppose, if somebody was really simple and they, you know, but I haven't um, worked in a big salon before. So the, August is when I start in this new place. Um, so you've got your client in and you know you're constantly checking is this okay is this what you like this is the color this is the glitter or this is the design this is the style and I think it's really important to constantly check with them so you're doing one nail yeah is that color good you like that color I mean you're always going to get one aren't you no I don't like that color take it off oh okay you're the customer 10 colors litter <laughs> but Realistically, most people are uh, relatively satisfied. Okie dokie, so let's get into breaking down this question. Um, how do you handle complaints? What is your policy? How do you deal with it? How do you figure out if people are authentic or not? I would love to think that most people are authentic, but you will get the odd one that just want to try their luck. They're not very nice people. We just have to accept that. People that do that are not nice. And I'm sure it will bite them in the backside at some point in their life. But not everyone in the world is nice and it's horrible and it makes you feel sick in your belly. But this is about empowering us to not be held over a barrel by people that are not very nice. So I'm going to look at... Uh, Glamophile here, hang on a second, let me just pull it up. Here we are. So Glamophile says it was too long to comment, so here it goes. And that's true because I went on my Instagram story and just went with all the things that were in my head. So she's broken it down beautifully for me, which I'm very grateful for. Um, handle, she's put, so I put, how do you handle complaints? She's put simply, it depends. Depends on the issue and the individual. Firstly, whenever I get a message about an issue, I say, 
I'm sorry you're unhappy with your service. Could you send me a picture of the problem that's occurred? I found that nine out of 10 will say, no, it's fine. I just wanted to make you aware. See you at my next appointment. And that's so, so true. That is so incredibly true. I've had people send me a photo and then I've said, do you want to come in and I'll rectify that for you? And they've gone, no, do you know what? It's absolutely fine, leave it till my next appointment. Or they've just said, no, I'm not gonna worry about sending a, a picture, don't worry about it. Honestly, it's fine. I just wanna make you aware. I did have this with a friend of mine who was trialing out an adhesive for crystals. So before I was using the one I'm using now, it was a different one. and. Um, I said to her, I want to try this method with your crystals. Um, is that okay? But I must warn you, it might not work very well, but let me know. So I'd already forewarned her and lo and behold, by the time she got home, her crystals had fallen off. And I was mortified. I was so embarrassed. And she said, well, no, it's fine. You you told me that might happen. And I'm saying, come in, come in tomorrow. I'll fix it. I'll, and she's like, no, don't, don't worry. It's fine. So good customers will always be completely understanding and they might just want to inform you that something might be wrong and they're not sure what. It's it's very easy to feel attacked because we feel like someone's saying, your work is not good enough. But what if they're not? What if they're just saying, I'm not sure this is meant to happen. Can you tell me, please? So it's 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 really hard via text because I I can very easily misread something. We all can. Anyway. Glamophile says, if it's that one in 10 case where they send a picture, I will assess the picture, look for trauma or whatever else is an issue and go from there adhering to my policy. That is how we treat it. We are a business. You must have a policy in place. If you haven't got one, I want you to, after this podcast, go down and start writing what you want from your policy and then announce it on your page. That is now my policy as of today. I've just introduced a deposit policy for new um, clients because I'm starting in a salon in August. I don't have time to be messed about. I'm paying rent. I do not want no-shows. So I'm initially starting off with a £10 deposit. And if I get no-shows, it'll be a 50% deposit. And if I and I've seen this week on my research, I have seen a company who charge 100% up front. You want a book? Pay for your service now. And they said they get 99.9% of clients show up. You get the odd no-show. And most people are fine with it because they want the service. They're going to pay for it anyway, so they might as well get it done. Um, and I agree with that. I like that. Anyway, on to the policy about uh, complaints. Glamophile says, no refunds. A service has been provided using my time. Very good point. If the client is unhappy, then I can try and rectify the design or fix anything that may not be to their satisfaction or completely remove the nails. Yes. Yes, girl. Right. If your client, for example, messages you, and, and do you have a time limit as well? So uh, do you say, I will fix anything within the first 48 hours because you know that's going to be a breakdown of service? Maybe the nail's too thin. Maybe the gel didn't cure. Maybe, I don't know the crystal adhesive didn't set and wasn't the, the crystals weren't sealed properly um anything like that that's going to break down within the first couple of days anything after that is going to start becoming user error opening a can of coke with your nail my nail just snapped they don't just snap acrylic is a hard substance you need to apply force for your nail to snap 
So it may be worth also providing a digital file to send to clients on how to look after their nails. I um, have in my service um, questionnaire, so it's like a before service, they have to, it's like a client consultation, but it's online. And I actually have uh, an area that says, I am aware that excessive washing and sanitizing of my hands may affect the health of my skin and my nails because I've seen and I've only implied in I've only put this in this week for my new uh, position because I have seen on the nail forums that people are experiencing issues with gel discoloration and lifting due to excessive hand washing and use of gels so I've now put that in to a client consultation. So they're signing to say they know this might happen and that that's no fault of mine. That is due to the situation and constant hand washing and sanitizing. I've also put in there to say that if they know they're excessively hand washing and sanitizing, they are going to agree to use cuticle oil to take care of their hands and cuticle area. So I'm kind of trying to cover all angles there. Um, I also ask in advance, what's their lifestyle like? Do they smoke? Do they um, use harsh chemicals uh, without gloves? I've also put in there that, you know, they. Um, I am aware that in order to protect my nails, I need to avoid contact with harsh chemicals and cleaning agents. So it's their responsibility then, isn't it? And we know what's caused what. We know if your nail's been melted off by a chemical, you know, or discolored by a hair dye, for example. Um, so there are things we can cover like that. Um, Glamophile has said, if I had a client that would say, I hate them, I'm not paying. I say, that's fine, let's remove these and you can leave. I am not leaving my work on their nails for free, 100%. If you're not paying, you need to stay. I'm gonna take those off. And that's that, you're not having them for free. Um, and also, if people, take the nails and then message you within three or four days say three or four days later they say I hate my nails I don't like them I'm sorry I'm not happy with your work I want a refund then I would be saying what exactly is the problem well I'm not happy with them well I asked you multiple times during your appointment if you were happy with your nails is there an actual problem with your nails no I just don't like them well I'm sorry you're not having a refund I asked you you left the salon happy you said they were fine so I'm not gonna give you your money back. You have taken my time. Uh, by all means, if you wanna come in, let's rectify them. Let's have a look at what the problem is and kind of give them the opportunity to come in and see you, but they won't take it. If they're pulling a fast one, they will not take that opportunity. Um, and I completely agree with not letting people leave with your work on if you if they have not paid absolutely especially if throughout the appointment you are checking is this okay are you happy with this is this okay are you happy with this i know it's hard when you're new and you feel like your work isn't ready yet but if you feel that do more practice sets and ask for more people to be hand models for you and and then you ask them to say like um, I need some hand models. I'm practicing my skill set. I'm only charging to cover a little bit of my time and materials. So please understand, 
you know this is me learning and developing don't say hi i'm a fully qualified nail tech and i'm offering acrylics for a tenner knowing full well that you're going to be giving them a set that might have a serious flaw because that's going to that's putting you in a position where you are just going to have trouble so if you feel that your work isn't up to scratch one i would invest in in courses to practice Two, I would invest in a practice hand to, to get some training in or practice on yourself. And three, I would set yourself up first as a student nail tech looking for hand models. That's what I did. I had all the local ladies coming round. I was practicing designs. They were getting their nails cheap as chips. They were well happy because they weren't expecting me to be this super qualified nail tech. I was literally fresh out of a two day course. One day was hard gel, one day was acrylic. There you go, you're a qualified nail artist. I pooed my pants. I had no bloody idea what I was doing. I swear to God, I sat there with all this stuff on my desk and I thought, I've got no idea what I'm doing. I was all ass backwards. I had no idea. So my, my local friends helped me by being my guinea pigs. And I think that's really important is to let people know, look, I am co I'm currently training and I can't necessarily say I'm going to get this right so don't come back at me like this is just you helping me as my hand modeler I'm so grateful and the better I get the better your nails are going to get okie dokie I had a huge gap in between the last section and this section because my phone crashed and I had to do an apple update those things take ages so by the time I've done the apple update let's just right reset the scene this is what I've done I've had some toast made a coffee, emptied two of my Rue Beauty gel polish cases and put the gel polish back on my uh, wall cabinet in colour order. <laughs> oh my God, my husband's like, oh, can I have the lounge table back now? Thank you. <laughs> so I'm just gonna get my head back into where we were. And I was talking about Glamophile's comments. Now, I mentioned when I asked people about giving in and she's put with regards to giving in again it depends who it is and what's the issue I will always go above and beyond as long as I'm dealing with a calm honest that's important an understanding individual absolutely listen our clients are our world they put food on our table and I want to do the absolute best for every single client. I want them shouting from the rooftops at how amazing their nails are. I want them to feel so happy. And I kind of, lo I love them. Like, I know it's love's a quite a strong word, but they come and they put their trust in us and they're giving us their fingers and saying, make them beautiful. And if we mess it up, they could have an injury an infection, you know, all sorts of horrible stuff I've seen. So I love the fact that they want to come and see me and I'm so grateful. Even now, I get so excited when I get a new book in, so excited. And I feel like utter crap when I have to say to someone, I'm sorry, I'm fully booked. So like I'm, I've, been take, I've been advertising and taking bookings in advance for August because I don't want to obviously start in the in the salon and say, oh, that reminds me, I've got a message lady actually. Um, start in the salon and say, 
oh, does anyone want to come and get the nails done and be sat there paying £30 a day rent? So I've been advertising and it's like, I'm now busy. My first two days are back to back booked. My third, my third week in the salon, um, I've got clients booked in, but I'm not, not back to back. But it's like, I don't want to be turning people away last minute. I've even got bookings on 23rd of December. <laughs> so um, you want to kind of take your time with people and give them what they want. That's why I've got such a comprehensive questionnaire. If anybody wants a copy of my questionnaire, I'll send you the link. I've also got a COVID questionnaire. So if you want a copy to that, I'll send you the link so you can look at how I've done it. It's so easy. I'll talk you through it. Um, if you want an episode, once I'm in the salon and I, because I, it's going to be a different environment to what I'm working or what I've been working in. I haven't been working for a while in here. This is just now the shitty dumping ground of my husband. Um, but if you want like information on what, how different it is, and actually there is somebody that's mentioned about home salons versus salons I'm sure there is so um, we can discuss that we've got quite a few episodes upcoming um, which I'll discuss in a minute um, but let's go back to this giving in if someone is being difficult this is from Glamophile uh, to dodge paying then I'll be much firmer at the end of the day a service has been provided with my time so re no refund but I may do a fix free past the 72 hours it depends doesn't it um I am quite firm with my policy in writing but I will discuss I will judge you judge the client don't you once you've held their hands this is going to sound a bit hippie-ish but I am a bit of a hippie um, once you have held their hands and been in that person's energy you get a feel for them you talk to them you you kind of you pick up on what they're like as a person and you can feel comfortable with certain people and you can just sense a dis disconnection with others and I think when I feel comfortable with someone I'm much more likely to say to them you know if you have any problems let me know I'll do my best to rectify it and it's a free fix within the first mine's 48 hours I think um, but anything after that doesn't mean you can't contact me get in touch if there's an issue uh, I've had people message me like 10 days after going oh no and they've broken a nail that's not my fault they've gone oh no crying faces and I've gone uh oh what have you done laughing faces because I know it's not my work, they've had an accident. And nine times out of 10, it's, I shut it in the car boot. Oh God, I was walking the dog and blah, blah, blah happened. You know, so it's not, they're not messaging me to say, oh no, my nail's broken and it's your fault. And I straight away, from a psychological point of view, I straight away take the stance of, what have you done? Because I know it's not my work, it's something that's happened their end, tell me what's happened and then I'll advise them so if they say I shut my hand in the car door my nail broke thank god it didn't take my natural nail with it but my nail feels bruised I'm then going to say to them you know right here's what you need to do you need to rest that nail I'm not going to touch it while it's painful if you want it fixed before your next appointment I'll squeeze you in once the nail has stopped hurting and providing there's no open wound we'll get it fixed I'll charge you a fiver 
we'll say no more about it, winky face. Because I'm quite happy to make sure that their set is rectified, but I'm not taking responsibility for something that isn't my fault. Do you see what I mean? But I will do my utmost to help them. And I've actually had people that are not my clients, that are someone else's client, or that are a home user, um, who have had an injury to their nail and they've contacted me and said, ah, what can I do about this? Um, my aesthetics nurse, she lives really far away. So it's like an hour and a half away. She, um, during lockdown, started doing her own polygel nails. She watched one of my tutorials. She asked me for some advice. She was bored. She wanted to try doing her own nails. She's actually remarkably good at nails. She went straight in with sculpting. I was like, damn girl, come on. And unfortunately, she had an issue with the dogs. I think the dogs were having a little fight and she intervened or something happened with the dogs and her nail got really injured. She didn't have anyone to ask. She came to me. I gave her some support and some advice. She did, uh, she took the measures that I recommended. She is still healing that nail now. And this happened quite early on in lockdown. She is still healing that nail and she's still got a stumpy, um, um, you know, but it's healed, it's safe. She didn't get an infection. So always be there for people, whether they're your client or not. I think I'm a, I love people, I'm not so good face to face, I get really high anxiety. Um, but I love talking to people online. I, I love building a rapport with people. And I do wish I could give you all a massive hug because I feel like I've made some really good friends. Someone said, um, actually, it's like having a coffee morning with your mates. It is, isn't it? I feel great. I look forward to my Saturday mornings. Oh, I love it. So I'm all off topic. This is my brain. Please excuse me. I am incredibly hyperactive as a person. And then you wonder why I have children on the spectrum and with a, a, I can't even say it, ADHD. It's, it's a genetic thing. Um, so going on this policy thing, I'm gonna reframe my brain and, and, and focus again. I was doing some research on the nail pages on Facebook. Now obviously these people have not submitted their information to me, so I'm not gonna say who they are, but um, I have seen an awful lot of people really struggling with feeling empowered enough to um, put these policies into reality. Because you write a policy and you know you want that policy, but when you have that situation, I get it, especially if you're new into the industry. And don't be afraid, if you're new in the industry, contact some of us, contact some of us oldies that have been knocking about and get a little bit of a boost, because we do all stick together and we are all here to help you. Well, most of us anyway. <laughs> You'll know who is and who isn't. <laughs> um, uh, we, we're a community. And if we all run about on our own, we're going to feel really isolated and really vulnerable. But if you sort of seek advice and support from... I have other nail techs that are more experienced than me that I still seek advice from and that are there to support me. And if I can do them a favour in return, I do them a favour in return. It's a community, isn't it? You can't be in com competition with everybody because at the end of the day, you know, like if I, I had this conversation with a good nail friend of mine, Kylie Wary, the other day, and we were saying, you know, if I do, a, if I train somebody on a beginner's course, at some point, they're gonna turn around and do an advanced course, either with me or with someone else. At some point, they're gonna to decide to become an educator, same as me. 
they might live in my local area and have clients, same as me. So one of my um, students from last year is now training to become an educator. I helped her, I guided her with that information on how to train to become an educator. We're looking at collabs with teaching. It's about being there with people and not feeling like you're in competition with everyone. You're always gonna get that funny feeling in your belly, especially if somebody does something that you've been talking about doing and then they do it first and you just think, oh God, I hate you. And that's human nature. I, I still, as a human being, I'm quite honest and I will say, I sometimes look at somebody and they've got loads and loads of likes on a picture and I think, I wish I had those likes, but I don't. That's just tough luck. Tough titties, crack on with it, Sarah. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I think you need to feel empowered to put your policies in place. So if you're, if you're struggling, contact us. I did have someone contact me this week about a situation where a client had damaged their nail and they'd come back to the person and said, look at what's happened to my nail. And although the nail tech knew that the client had damaged their nail, she still felt incredibly guilty and incredibly responsible. And it's about, and I helped her, I hope, and it's about um, realising that you've just provided something nice for them, but it's their responsibility from the moment they leave your chair to the moment they come back to take care of those nails. All you can do is give them as much information as possible on how to take care of them. If you were to go and have a procedure done at a doctor's surgery or hospital, they would give you information on what to expect and how to take care of them. And seeing as an injury to a nail can cause nasty infections in the finger and serious injury to, to like a finger, I would be inclined to give your clients that same care and, it's, and attention um, and just give them a little after service leaflet. Probably now do something on um, an app like Google Docs or Jotform because handing paper to people is a little bit taboo isn't it now with covid but definitely aftercare sheets to advise them and just remember that you have provided a service you are a professional you have more experience than them more knowledge than them and you can help them providing they are being as glamophile said honest and calm and understanding you can guide them through it. And if you honestly feel like you're not ready to provide you know, sets of nails to the public, then keep practicing and keep pushing. And the more you practice, I used to practice for eight hours a day while I was having my hip surgeries and I had nothing to do. Um, and I built myself up from being able to sit and do one nail to two nails. And before long, I was practicing all day. Um, it does take that work, that really, really having that time really really helped me so do think about that as well making sure you're ready to take that challenge on now as i said um, at the beginning of this episode i'm going to end this episode slightly differently so basically i've had a, a desperate message from a listener and she really wants some advice and i asked her if i should put this to the public to get a general consensus of advice i told her my opinion but I, I really want to put it to you guys. This person is gonna remain anonymous and you'll understand why when I read this to you. Hopefully, I am going to be able to provide you guys with a link so that you can actually like, leave a voice message for next week's 
podcast if you choose to. So you could actually kind of leave a voice message and I can play your voice message. And that would be so cool, like a dial-in show. I mean, how cool would that be? So I'm gonna read this from beginning to end. Um, oh, the first bit's rather nice. It says, hiya, so firstly, I love watching your videos. Thank you very much. You're so funny, ha <laughs> ha, I know, and I'm not, I'm just ridiculous. Um, and explain everything so clearly and honest. It's lush watching your videos. Thank you for being you and sharing with us. Okay, thank you, that's so sweet. Oh, okay, secondly, I've been a beauty therapist in a salon for four years and I went to night school to get my nail tech VTech. The salon I'm in does acrylics with gel polish, but I absolutely love doing design nails. So do these on myself and three of my friends. I'm happy with this and my boss is happy with this. However, and in brackets it says, there's always a fucking but, isn't there? <laughs> my father-in-law has decided I need to be working from home on the side, ideally earning a hundred pounds a week. I had a complete anxiety loaded breakdown yesterday after being questioned in brackets, interrogated over why I don't want to take on clients and £20 for half an hour appointment. I should be able to meet his financial target. What? Sorry. Okay, I'm going to read on. When I said it's two hours, 15 minutes, he told me I was doing something wrong. Two hours is our salon time for overlays and gel polish. So I'm more than happy for two hours, 15 for a design set. So yeah, sorry for dumping my emotional trauma onto your Insta DMs, but any advice would be greatly appreciated. Oh, and he has decided to convert half of the garage into a nail room for me. We rent our house from him. And it's been said without saying, in that, in a nutshell, he's going to spend all this money doing this lovely thing for me and how ungrateful I am when they are just trying to help me earn more money. I've explained it's not worth losing my job over and it's already causing tensions in the family, but he's still planning to go ahead. Last one, I promise. If you can help me work out a way to not run away and join the circus and mention this on a podcast, please could I be anonymous, of course. Right. My opinion to this lady, um, I've given to her, but what I would really appreciate is if you guys could let us know what you think. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a general consensus, but how would you handle this? What can we do to help a sister out? Because this is, this is not a good situation and I can understand how stressful this must be. So either messaging, um, if I put this link up in my Instagram story on the Nail Room podcast on Instagram, I'll put a call-in link up this week after this podcast has gone live and I'll keep dropping it in during the week so you guys can potentially leave a voice message. I don't know how it will work. You may need to download the Anchor app. It's completely free. It's spelled A-N-C-H-O-R, as in like an anchor. You may need to download that. So if you don't want to, that's fine. You can just leave a written message, but let's support our, our sister, our male sister here. Um, let's see what we can come up with with some advice for next week. And then I'll tell you all as well, my opinion on that matter. Um, I feel really sad after reading that. I really do feel quite sad 
and I, and I kind of I can hear it in my own voice so I'm sorry but it's just it's just not nice is it anyway um <laughs> god I feel all emotional let's end this episode on as happy a note as we can I want to send out some love to those of you that have been told you've still got another two weeks until you can open up your services I feel for you let's make sure and I want to put this out here right now you know that nail services would be next on the list to be shut down should we go into any more lockdowns or any more issues please make sure you are following all of the PPE I know that it says just a visor or a screen however the British Beauty Council are saying we need a mask and a visor and gloves and ideally disposable apron I've been told so please please do your best to adhere by these rules there are spot checks being done on establishments and we will be shut down as an industry if we don't adhere by the rules so let's do our best I know it's uncomfortable it's hot it's horrible I get a sensory overload from it I can't cope with it but I have to do it and we all have to do our bit and hopefully this godforsaken asshole of a virus will do one you know rather soon if they find a bloody vaccine I've been serious now I should also add if you're looking for any up-to-date information on what you should be doing PPE wise speak to your insurance company they may be willing to comment on it some are being a little bit lackadaisical about it or a bit blase should I say but um I would just do the absolute utmost to be as careful as you possibly can I know it's uncomfortable but please don't risk getting yourself into trouble seeing as they are doing spot checks it's just not worth it let's do our best to keep these numbers down let's be positive let's create some fucking stunning nails and let's just crack on with another week of awesomeness i thank you all so much for tagging me in your posts on social media for spreading the word about the podcast I'm so, so grateful for all the support and I'm hoping that in return I can help you guys out. So until next week, tally bye.